Hello, welcome to tonight's episode, Pupcast. In this one, I talk about revenge and how I'm focusing on revenge to get me through the day, to get me through the work week. I think I do some a fair, a fair amount of complaining, but I talk about revenge. I talk about the Count of Monte Cristo. I kind of get a little bit philosophical, might be going a little bit too fast for some of you, for some of my fans listening at home. I know sometimes, you know, it, it was good though. It was, it's a good episode and we just talk, we're real, talk about things, talk about how hard life is and COVID, the COVID scare, quarantine until after Halloween because someone in the workplace, uh-oh, got sick. Okay, let's see if this is working now. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testies, testies, one, two, three. My back hurts. I've been cleaning the studios for like the past four hours. Just kind of picking up this over here, picking up that, and just vacuuming. I vacuumed again, that's twice this week. Clean the bathroom. Um, I had this chair, man, my back hurts so bad. I had this chair that's like a kneeling chair, or it's like, I don't know, an ergonomic type chair. But I, I got it on Amazon and I got it for like the discounted price because it was like used but in good condition. As I'm putting it together, of course I don't think at the time, but as I'm putting it together, like there's no washers, there's no rubber spacers or anything like that. So it like, makes a bunch of noise but it shifts metal on metal and it shifts and when it shifts it just makes this like dinging sound and this huge clinging and clanking so i just stopped using the chair for a while so now as i'm cleaning the studio i was thinking see the chair i cleaned it off and i was like this is a good chair and i sat on it and i was like oh yeah fucking makes all sorts of fucking noise and i was like well i can fix that i have some like rubber spacers, or I can make makeshift something. I can get something wedged in there so it doesn't make the loudest clinging and clanky sound every time I sit down or just even like move my leg. I'm bent over this thing, trying to figure it out. Now my back hurts. So I'm like, you had to like lift it up at the same time you're putting this pin and you know, those kneeling ergonomic chairs are yeah, just give me a regular chair, I think. I took the back. So the back off my regular chair, back on my regular chair. Um, same thing, except it wasn't metal on metal. It was uh, like a plastic snapping, popping sound every time I leaned back on the backrest. So I just said, screw it. Let's take the backrest off of this one. Let's see how we like it. And then let's fix the other one. I got some duct tape in the car. So... Yeah, I went to the car to get some duct tape. I, I was going to tape the back of the chair, but I was just like, ah, I'll get it on the um, clingy and clanky one. So it's already mostly fixed. But there's a spot that's so, like, snug, you can't get a, like anything in between, like a, a washer or anything. I was like, I can get a piece of tape in there. I can wedge a piece of tape in there. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I go out to the car, 
And I ha I've had lots of stuff in my car for a while now. Uh, yeah, I've, I've moved multiple times over the last year. And my car has never really been clean since. So I was like, where's the duct tape? And I go out there and I'm just like, that's enough. I'm putting these seats up now. The back seats were like folded down for like months. Yeah, if I can get a regular looking car now, people can actually fit inside of it. But I'm not giving anyone a ride anyways. Not anytime soon. Oh, I, I got an email. I don't know if it was today or the other day, an email from work. And it said, hey, everyone. Hey, good morning, everyone. How's everyone's day? How's everyone doing today? Doing things that they don't want to do and get paid very little. How's that going? How's everyone? Everyone woke up and rolled out of bed running over here in a hurry to get over here? Yeah, that's how the, e that's how the salutations are in those emails. But uh, once that was all wrapped up, they're like, oh, by the way, one of your coworkers has Corvid. It's like, what was that last part? I thought I heard you say someone, uh, one of our coworkers has COVID, COVID. Yeah, I did. One of our coworkers has COVID. And it's like, and um, nobody will know for sure if they're okay until November 4th, until after Halloween. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, and I start going, well, who is it? Who was it? And they said that when the last day was, so I'm like trying to go, th but it didn't say like which department specifically, but it's in our vicinity and this guy has been gone for a while there was this woman coughing for a while and i wasn't really paying attention because i was like i should have looked to see if they were here if i get covid from this shit dude from a job like everyone told me go get a job go get a job and then you'll catch covid there how's that for you i better not where's the th where's my third vaccine come on Hook me up now. I think I still have to wait till like December or something. Don't you have to wait like six months? Man, I don't know. It's been a long day. I just... I have tried so hard for so long. And it, it's just not working out. It's not working out for me. And it sucks. It's sad. There's a scene in Fear, the movie Fear, with Reese, starring Reese Witherspoon and Mark Wahlberg. There's a scene in that movie where the dad comes in to talk to his daughter, who is, who's Reese Witherspoon. And she's dating Mark, you know, the bad, you know, the bad guy. And um, she's, she's doing it to make her dad mad, pretty much. Maybe subconsciously. I mean, that's not part of the movie, not part of the plot, at least. Not specifically. Not mentioned. Not explicitly mentioned. But it's aggravating her dad. And he comes into her room to talk to her to give her some old man fatherly wisdom now he might not be able to put himself in his daughter his teenage daughter's shoes to fully understand what she's going through but dad was once a teenage boy too and so he knows a little bit he knows a thing or two that's not to say that all teenage boys but your mind wanders you have a lot of testosterone going on you know that's just how it is that's the truth so he comes into her room starts talking to her and then he looks over in the corner underneath her bed and he sees a condom wrapper, an open cop condom wrapper and a used, basically, there's no condom around. So yeah, someone used it on her. So it's like, oh, there goes, you know, my daughter's innocence. 
but that's deflowered. But that's, that's not my point. But that's, it's not my point. What he says to his daughter after seeing the open rapper, this, that's my point. He says, Nicole, I don't know what I did, but whatever I did, it's not an excuse for you to throw your life away. Whatever I did, it's not an excuse for you to throw your life away. Because dad knows. Dad's like, oh, shit. Like, my daughter, and then, like, maybe she's going to get pregnant. And maybe she's not going to get... Maybe you're going to have to have some controversial issues, you know? Like abortion talk and stuff like that. And I'm not going to get into those, my opinions on that. But dad's just trying to look out for his daughter. You know, maybe, maybe let's talk about getting birth control. But whatever I did... It doesn't give you the right or give you a reason to throw your life away. He might have said it in more of a dad. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. Um, But he's like, whatever I did to disappoint you, whatever I did to let you down, that kind of thing. He was referring just to like, hey, like this is real now. And I came in to talk to you about something, but now we're going to talk about something else because I just see a condom wrapper and like, let's talk. Let's get, let's get real. Now, if you kind of just switch things around a little bit to where whatever I did or whatever you did does not give, give either of us permission to throw each other's lives away. And then Nicole starts arguing with her dad, saying like, Dad, what are you talking about? She's like, this is about David, isn't it? And he's like, he's not a good guy dad knew but reese witherspoon had to make her own decisions and had to make her own mistakes well i've made my own mistakes and i've made tons of bad decisions over my the course of my lifetime tons tons but i always had things relatively together at least some yeah there were times of desperation yeah but i was always I don't know, making ends meet, making it work. Not, I was, I mean, I was always worried. I'm always, who isn't concerned about money? But it wasn't at the forefront of my mind at all times or just lingering overhead at all times. Not like it is today. Not like it is right now. And then you start talking about someone at work has COVID. And I'm stressing out as enough as it is, like contemplating my like career choices, which like at this point, there's not, let's get serious. There's not a lot of options, clearly. Cause yeah, there's just not, it's not working. Chimney falls and lovers play thought that I was young Now I have freezing hands and bloodless veins As numb as I've become I'm so tired I wish I was the moon tonight Last night I dreamt 
I did to disappoint anyone or whatever whatever happened it didn't give anyone the right to throw my life away not even me but I've I've been trying I think I I didn't fully throw my life away or didn't really fully comprehend uh, the severity of things until afterwards until it was too late until the damage had been done i didn't do this one either that siren is just it, then it's not a tornado warning either i don't know what the siren's going on. i think it's going the other way though now it's always so loud but others would beg to differ others would argue no um i have the right to throw your life away or i have the i have the right to damage your reputation to undermine you financially. I can do that if I want to. Without consequences, without repercussions or any sort of demerits. And, and half, half of why I 
was so maybe cavalier about things was because I was I just didn't think I just didn't think it would it was possible for it to get this bad but it is and I have to consider like what are what am I going to do now at this point what what really are my options and there's not many but the longer I stay in a position that I absolutely cannot stand um that's just like too long to be miserable been I've been miserable for a while now I mean not comp- not this miserable but yeah you know I've been wallowing around for just like everybody else over corvid but I just know that there's no way that I would have ever taken this position doing what I'm doing if I wasn't completely desperate, completely desperate. And then you get your first couple paychecks and you're like, yeah, this is not good. <laughs> like, it's just very difficult to accept at this age, at, at this age. Like, oh, I just started a new job. Like, oh, congratulations. And everyone's happy and so was I. But then, you know, two months into it now, pretty much exactly, it, it's not what what they said. It's not what they described. It's not anything like I had imagined. It's like, so why don't you find a new job? Or why don't you do it? It's like, that's, I think, what I have to do. But the hiring process for this position was so, like, stringent. And just, I wonder if, like, can I do that again? Can I? All for something I don't know. Taking a gamble. Like, well, can I do that again? It's like, do I even really... How do I know I want that job? How do I know it's any good? What if I want to come back? You can say, like, oh, couldn't get any worse than this. Like, no, it's not possible. It's not, there's no way you're going to find a worse job. And it's like, not so fast. Not so fast. Because we flat out didn't think that we'd even be in this position right now. We didn't think it was possible to be where we're at right now. In the words of Andy Bell, or in the words of Erasure, to the music of Erasure, what's a boy in love supposed to do? And the only thing that's really comforting or the only thing that idea that works is, well, just try to survive until tomorrow. Hey, Bling. Hey, man. Um. I know things are difficult right now, and I know you're not having such a fun time, but, and I know this isn't gonna be easy, but could you try to make it to the end of the day tomorrow? For me? For me and sweet, sweet revenge? Come on. Come on, give revenge another day, Bling, come on. Bling, remember when you used to thrive off of revenge? Remember when revenge gave you your will to live again? How did Edmond Dantes feel at Castle Dief or Chateau Dief? How did, how did he feel there? How long was Edmond Dantes locked up in Chateau Dief for? And what did Jacopo say to Edmond Dantes when he saw all the treasure 
after he got out, after he escaped from Chateau d'If. He says, my man, you're the wealthiest man I've ever seen. What are you going to do with all this money? He's like, revenge, man. I'm going to get revenge. And make them suffer like I did. Now, we all know he should have taken the money and ran, but he didn't. And he did try to get revenge, and he pretty much succeeded. Well, he, yeah, pretty much succeeded, I would say. He even realized that Mercedes was pregnant. Oh, what's his name? Aldor or something? Aldair? Whatever his son's name. Mercedes was pregnant. But she had to get with Fernand. Because back then, you couldn't just be pregnant. Which, I mean, that's... That's, uh, I guess that's just it's a different time, I guess. And really, that's kind of... That, that the time is what sets the stage because Fernand couldn't have done it or wouldn't have... Well, we don't know for sure, but he may not have been inspired to set Edmund up for murder if... For his dad's murder. Yeah, Fernand killed his own dad. So it's it's a twisted it's a twisted story it's a twisted tale. But how did Edmond Dantes feel at Chateau d'If? What happened every year on his anniversary of arriving at Chateau d'If? They whipped they whipped the shit out of him. They whipped his ass. Okay, every year, happy birthday, happy anniversary. Come here now, we're gonna whoop your ass. I'd be like, I don't want to stay here at Chateau d'If anymore. Like, I didn't like it now, but I, I don't want to stay here another year, man. But he had to go through all those hardships in order to get where he got. And during that time, he was learning. He was learning how to read. He was teaching himself new skills, how to sword fight, how to read. I guess that's about it, huh? How to dig through stone walls with an old man. Neglect becomes our ally. Yeah, I guess that's my pep talk to myself to try and hype myself up. about. Like, no, you can get revenge, man. Get through another day. We can get revenge eventually. Come on. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. All right. You had me at sweet revenge. Long time, though, possibly, for this shit. I, I'm just done stressing out, done writing things, done doing things for no reason, paying money for no reason. And it's exhausting and I'm tired of it. And I, I'm, I don't know what to do. I, I guess I can't give up at this point unless I were to get sick, unless I were to get COVID. Oh, now I'm plotting. In, oh, now he's scheming to catch the virus. Oh, now he wants to go out and catch it. Now I can't come in. Um, sick i have corvid now i don't you couldn't pay me enough money to catch corvid on purpose i've gone way too long it's just like it it's the story of my life it's the story of not giving up because i've like i was just saying i've gone way too long trying i've put in way too much time and effort into this shit to have it just fall flat like it's like it is like no yeah we'll we'll bide our time we will 
continue to learn just like Edmond Dantes did at Chateau d'If. And we'll get sweet revenge someday. Someday. And it'll, it'll be a bittersweet revenge. It won't be like, no, I won't go, no, I'm not going to ride, ride up in a horse. Riding up in a horse, waving a sword around, holding like chess pieces in my pocket. No, it's not going to be that kind of revenge. The best kind of revenge, I mean, he would he should have just taken all that money and just been like, hey, it's me. Check it out, I'm all rich now. You guys suck. See ya. And that, you know, then he could have kept all, well, he had tons of money, so it didn't really matter. But, you know, he could have done it without all the drama. He also wouldn't have found out that he had a boy. So, yeah, revenge. Revenge blesses us in many different ways, and we all learn from it.
hell yeah, I think this is another episode. This is the last segment of another episode. That's cool. That inspires me to continue to be creative and make adamantium content for all to enjoy for everyone around the world. I guess we can talk about revenge because, yeah, that'll get me through another day. I Defeated, completely broken, empty inside, lost, sad, down, depressed, whatever. Yeah. Anxiety, panic attacks. But did somebody say sweet revenge? Get all giddy. Get all excited. Like, oh, what are we doing? What are we planning? What are we scheming? Oh, it's not that kind of revenge? Oh, you're just trying to talk yourself into getting through the day tomorrow? Oh, well, I still... I can. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into this special Sweet Revenge episode. Um... It's really cool that you're here because we're talking about revenge and how important it is to us and our identity. I mean, it really could be years down the road. I mean, like decades down the road before it's ever, ever get everything back. I'm like 60 years old. 60-year-old man just talking a whole bunch of shit to everybody. I'm like, hey, don't I know you from somewhere? I thought I, I thought I recognized you. And then that's when I will enact my revenge. But that, yeah, that's like 2045. The world's already going to end that year anyway because of the singularity. Yeah, it curves wheel. It happens in, in 2045. Yeah, it does. What if, yeah, it, well, he's right. He's been right a lot about a lot of stuff. He invented the organ, I think, pretty much. Ray Kurzweil. Kurzweil? Kurzweil? I've already said Kurzweil. I don't know, it's all a simulation anyways. How could you imagine these things? And how would you even know what you, like, woke up, your memories are real? How do you know that? Well, how do you know someone just, how do you know it wasn't programmed every single day? Yesterday. Yeah, your memory tells you it's that. But how do you know it's actually that? You can't. It's just those are just memories. You can't go back in time. You can't prove it to anyone. You can get it on video. Sure, yeah, that works. But that's still not bringing them there. It's still not a time machine. It doesn't prove anything. No, it's just all a simulation. It's just all a program. And they got it wrong. They keep messing up. But they have to... They have to inflict as much sorrow and pain as possible to see what homo sapiens to see what these great apes are capable of withstanding whether it's emotional or who knows tra- other trauma other kinds of trauma um from everything from just like simple insecurities and and being self-conscious and just your run-of-the-mill type um what inhibitions to like cruel war to um uh just blatant violence blatant um malicious malicious suffering whatever the worst thing that you can think of over the course of human history 
is one it's one giant bloodbath and sure some of us can endure more than others other um we all have different pain tolerances we all have different issues biological differences between us and they're like that bling character he can fucking take a kick in the stomach can't he that dude should have given up like five years ago man but you can just keep kicking him and he'll like just keep crawling his way back it's like what the fuck are you doing here didn't we kick your ass like bad the other day it's like yeah <laughs> yeah what are you doing back here like, oh, I just kind of wanted to get my ass beat again if you don't mind if you're not too busy like yeah we can do that sure I can whoop your ass really quick for old time's sake. Sweet, sweet revenge. There's another segment. That wasn't the last segment. It's freezing out here. We'll have to complete it later. We'll have to do it back at the studio. Because it's getting cold and I we got to go back. It's 10 o'clock. We said if we could fall asleep by 10 o'clock, got to go back to fall asleep. Yeah, revenge is all right. Revenge is all right, though. If that's what gets you through the day, then let's try and then get revenge. Then revenge it is. Almost left my water bottle again. I have to get revenge on myself. But yeah, I vacuumed two times in one week and I've been throwing stuff away. Um, getting things organized, getting things together, folding clothes, lots of stuff, dude. Get ready to just leave, get, get up and leave. Might sound a little bit far-fetched, might sound a little bit extreme, but we gotta get ready for it, because it might happen. Like, I'm not just gonna leave, but we might have to leave. Like, might not be able to afford shit the way things are going. So, yeah, save our checks, start, get ready to buy a van, buy a van in cash. Save your checks, buy a van in cash, Try to make rent. If you can, great. If you can't, buy the van. Get the van. I am going to get the van. Trust me, I'm going to get the van. I don't know why I didn't buy it a year ago. It, like, dawned on me after the fact. Like, what am I doing? Trying to find a place to live. Like, why didn't I just buy a van? Going from place to place. Over the winter time, yeah. What sucks, though, is that I can see, like, how, I, or at least, I can't see how other people see me. But I can sort of imagine, it's like, oh, that old guy, who's just, like, who's, like, just trying. I think, I, I think I can identify with that so well, because I used to, like, look at that old guy. I, I used to be like, oh, well, this is, you know, giving it a shot still. Still trucking. But ultimately, I would end that thought with i'm so fucking glad that'll never happen to me i'll never be that guy good for him i'm glad he's trying that's a great example and a nice inspiration to us all but i'll be damned if i turn into that guy then it's like it's a good thing i'm young i'm 25 and blah 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 let's go to scottsdale let's meet some people let's go to scottsdale come on Never really pictured anything extravagant. My mumsies always told me, you're going to be the most successful. I know it, bling. 
I just know it, bling. But no, I never... I, I don't think... My dad has a pretty big house, and, like, that's too big. For me, I, I just was like, I, I would love to live here. I guess I would love to live really anywhere. It doesn't matter the size, but it's not like that's what I was dreaming of. Like, that's what... That's not what I really... I always have... When I, like, sort of uh, use my imagination and get lost in my imagination a little bit, thinking about uh, what would I do if I won the lottery or something. It's always uh, like a top floor apartment, always. 911 Turbo, top floor apartment. Yeah, not a big house, not anything. And even the 911 Turbo, that's pretty (laughs) flexible. (laughs) How much does like a 2016 2016 911 Turbo go for? Damn, a 2016 Turbo, 911 Turbo, is still like 100, average is around $140,000. Well, that's the average. I guess it can range anywhere from like 80,000 to 200 something thousand. The 200's probably like a raced out version. Rest in peace, Paul Walker. It's gone too soon. It disrupted, disrupts, you know, the way things should have been. Paul Walker was gone too soon. So he probably, I know that they were driving around those types of Porsches. They're into them. Those cars, man. But it doesn't really even matter where, as long as it's not Phoenix. Or probably not California, really. Um, ideally, probably Washington, Oregon, over there by the coast. Um, I mean, I could even do like Anchorage if it was just a top floor apartment, like in penthouse. Here you go, dude. I'd be like, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Here you go, bling. Here's the keys. Any questions? I'd be like, nope. Thank you very much. I'm fucking racing around in a 911 turbo in Anchorage, Alaska. <laughs> and if it was Anchorage, I mean, it didn't it really wouldn't have to be. It'd have to be in a tower downtown. That's my dream. Yeah. So dream home is a tower downtown on the top floor. Except for downtown Phoenix. Or Los Angeles or California, really. Um, probably not really Montana. Mm, Arkansas, maybe. No, I've never been to Arkansas. I don't want to go to Arkansas. What, what's in Arkansas? Oh, those diamonds. They got those diamonds. And go out there. They have like diamond parks. You go out there and mine for diamonds. Like gold panning, but you're like, it's different. And you just dig around in the dirt. They have big ass diamonds out there. Like the size of rocks, potatoes. 